Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It is Pastor Paul here from the home office at 4500 Shannon Lakes Drive West. There we go. I could even say Suites 12, just so you could know the precise uh, GPS location. If you want to take me out with a Stinger missile or drone or something like that. I don't know where that came from. Just getting moving this morning. It is Wednesday morning, May 11th, 2022. Um, if this is your first time or first time in a long time where we do these devotionals, we take 10 or 15 minutes to unpack a portion of God's word. We're running concurrently with our sermon series in the book of Romans that we've been doing on Sunday mornings at Four Oaks Killarne, spending some time on the passage from the previous week camping out on it, picking it apart, um, just examining various themes, angles, things we may not have gotten a chance to go into as much as we would have liked if we'd had unlimited amount of time on that Sunday morning. But we do that here on weekday mornings, Romans we Rewind. Just as a reminder, you can always, if you have questions, if you have um, things that I say that spark different um, thoughts in your mind, you want to follow up, you can always email me at paul.gilbert at fouroakschurch.com. And some of you are very faithful to do that. And by some of you, I mean one of you. And your input is immensely appreciated. Let me just say that. And um, but, but seriously, no, we we uh, wide open for you to ask questions. Okay, we're back in Romans 9, 14 through 18. And we, we, we talked about this some yesterday. But I want to follow it up, okay? and and say some more things about it. So Romans 9, 14 through 18, let me read it for us. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whomever he wills. Now there, there's, there's two sides to this, right? There's two sides of God's character. Um, there's, there, there is, if you and God is, doesn't exist in parts, but you know what I'm saying. There's two aspects of God's character that Paul is talking about here. That God, that God has mercy on whom he has mercy, that he hardens whom he hardens. And, and the first part, um, we, we probably have less difficulty with, right? This idea that God is merciful and that he shows mercy to those who don't deserve it. We all, I think, intuitively understand that as the heart of the gospel. We understand our desperate need for grace and mercy, and that if God doesn't provide it, we won't receive it from anywhere else. So, so, so we have less difficulty embracing this idea that God has mercy on whom he has mercy. It's the second part that God hardens whom he wants to harden that, let's be honest, that, that, that's a hard word. And I want to I go back to something to kind of dig into the, into the text here a little bit that I think will help help us understand what Paul is saying, what he's not saying. Okay, so verse 17, for this very purpose, I have raised you up, all right, that I might show my power in you. Now, I briefly touched on this Sunday, 
but the 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 idea here is that when when Paul says or is quoting Exodus, I raised you up. What he's not saying is that God created a sinful Pharaoh. In other words, they're in a laboratory and God plants Moses in the soil of good. He plants Pharaoh in the soil of bad. Moses grows up to be good. Pharaoh grows up to be bad. It's very deterministic. It makes God the author of evil. That's not what the word um, raise you up means. Okay, raised you up does not mean to create. Raised you up means to providentially place, to strategically organize, to, to put someone in that time and that place for that circumstance. And we said the reason that this is important, again, is not that God, um, it's important to understand because God doesn't create evil. Pharaoh was not good. Pharaoh was not in neutral. Um, God was taking an already hardened Pharaoh, and he was strategically positioning him in that hardness so that God's glory and power would be displayed. We're going to talk more about that this week. But I want to I want to jump ahead to in fact to this week's passage. And so if you hear some of this in the sermon on Sunday, you can nudge your neighbor and say, I know the answer to this, or I've heard this before. I'm just kidding. But but I think it's important because remember, this was a letter meant to be read all in one shot. And so I want to jump down to Romans 9, verse 22. Okay. Paul says, What if God, desiring to show his wrath, and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for his glory. So essentially Paul's saying the same thing there. He's just extrapolating a little bit. And again, it's helpful to understand what, what these words mean, okay? So you can't see this in the English, but the word um, vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, vessels of mercy prepared beforehand for glory. One of those, the prepared for mercy, is an active participle, it's an active verb. It denotes an intentional activity of God, okay? So God, and this fits with scripture before the foundations of the world, predestined that his people would be holy and blameless in his sight. That is a specific purpose. That is a specific um, design. He has prepared them beforehand for mercy. But the word prepared for destruction um, is in the passive tense, all right? And um, it means literally, it, it denotes a past action. And R.C. Sproul is really helpful in, in, in laying this out. Um, he says it means to pass over, to pass over. And the idea here is that there is this mass of sinful humanity, all hardened, all sinful, all going to hell. But God, in his mercy, specifically fashions, okay, or prepares um, a people from the foundation of the world who he will choose sovereignly to show mercy and grace. 
And there's another group of people that justly deserving um, God's wrath and justice, he will sovereignly choose by his good pleasure to pass over. So again, understanding it in this way um, helps us understand why God is not the author of evil. God is not creating people evil. God is not rubbing his hands in the laboratory, so to speak, taking great delight in taking innocent people and preparing them for destruction. Now, obviously, God is God. We can't order his thoughts or his ways or his decrees. Um, you know, whether he whether you would want to say he sovereignly ordains that or permits that, it's still the same issue, right? There still has to be some sort of design in what God is doing providentially. And we're going to talk about that the next couple of days and particularly on Sunday. But for now, what we really, and again, this is kind of part B from yesterday, this idea of double predestination, this idea that, that God is actively working evil and some actively working uh, mercy and others that's that doesn't reflect okay the biblical record um, doesn't mean God's not sovereign over evil doesn't mean that he's not sovereign over all creation um, but it's but it but it does when Paul says is there injustice on God's part I think we're, we're, we're getting a glimpse here helping us to understand that the heart of God is still to show mercy for people who don't deserve it the heart of God, and again, Ezekiel 33, God, God does not delight in the, in the wicked perishing. First um, Timothy 2, God desires all men to be saved. All right, these are all reflections of the heart of God and the call to repentance. But sovereignly, somehow, right, he, by his good pleasure, chooses to pass over uh, people who are already hardened and already sinful. Now, we've said... What I'm saying this morning is I've said in a variety of contexts, but I think it's super duper important, right? Particularly when it comes to laying this charge of um, injustice at God's feet, that God is unjust for uh, punishing sin, right? Because he made me this way. Well, we, we, wanna, we, wanna, we wanna bring finer definition to that and say, what do we mean made in this way? And I think understanding the language here behind these verses helps us to understand that why we can say, okay, why God said to Moses, um, I have mercy on whom I have mercy, I have compassion on whom I have compassion. In other words, this is the very nature of my character to reflect mercy and grace. If it wasn't in my character, God could justly wipe out everybody today. That's the real question. That's the real injustice, right? The real injustice that sinners are allowed to, to live and flourish on earth, apart from Christ, why God would choose to be merciful at all. And I think when we, when we get those pieces aligned in our minds, it helps us begin to orient from a God-centered worldview, from a man-centered worldview. And there is all the difference in the world between the two. And that's where we're going to pick things up tomorrow. Okay, let me pray. Father, give us your grace trying to understand these things. There's so much we entrust to mystery. There's so much we entrust to um, things that we can't comprehend, but we want to be faithful to all your word. And Lord, we know that you have prepared specifically from before the foundations of the world, objects of mercy 
who will be saved through your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, it's in his name that we give you thanks and praise. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.